0: And welcome to, oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games, brought to you by Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Rock Studios. And uh, I'm Michael
1: Gray. I'm, I guess, the head writer of Rock Studios.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess I can give you that one.
1: I can give myself a promotion.
0: (laughs) Wait, what were you last month? I I already forgot.
1: I don't know. Was I just the guy who got everybody else coffee? I think I was the guy who got everybody else coffee.
0: Well, all I got was tea, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I got promoted, was I was horrible at my job and you didn't want to fire me, so I got a promotion instead. Yes!
0: <laughs> so how's it going? How's your uh, last month been?
1: Um, pretty busy. Um, How's your last month been? You're the one who's been doing <laughs> way more video game work since <laughs> in the past month than well, I have. Well, I-
0: <laughs> this is a bad way to start the podcast, but I've actually haven't done a lot of, uh, rock stuff. Um, Oh so boy. <laughs> no, um, I had a, I had another contract I was working on the last two weeks and a contract I'm about to start next week. Um, but before that I did get a lot of work done on, uh, the pizza delivery boy who saved the world. Um, I'm. I'm. I've gotten up to page ten of eighty, whatever, coded and arted and all that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I thought you were doing the the. Yeah, I noticed you got artwork for a couple of new characters.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, most of the cast is uh is in place at this point. Um, you can check my list uh, if I could find it, which I can't. So, but I think there's like five or six more roles left to cast. Uh, and they're mostly just you know customers that we need one or two photos for.
1: Oh, I could for some of my coworkers. I'll see. Let let me know which ones um well, if you can find a list.
0: Yeah. Ah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I I'm pretty much at the point where I'll just when I get to that point in the script, I'll start just hunting people down specifically for it and be like, "You look like the you, could you could you do this? Could you do this? Hey, could you do this for me?"
1: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. you know my coworkers could definitely play yeah. like angry customers. It would be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool yeah. um I will I will whenever I get the list back out of my drawer, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll get that for you.
1: All right, sounds good. So, um, uh, what's with this contract work that you've been doing? Because I've only got one update to give, and I'm—I don't think it's very updaty, So,
0: <laughs> this is the best podcast ever because I'm now I'm about to say um, I probably shouldn't talk too much about it. But <laughs> uh, oh, you got an NDA? Um, I technically no. I don't think I ever did sign anything. I, I just—I don't know if it would be in bad form to to talk about my clients explicitly, but uh, I I can give some general information about it. Um. Uh it's a uh, proofreading work. It's proofreading work for a game that Oh man, this is good actually. It was originally written in Russian and then it was translated by Germans into English.
1: That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cuz Russia and Germany are like the two bigger countries I see that do uh, video game production work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean they 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 sent the script along to me and I it's it is a big one too. It was what was it like? Was oh, it was fifty four thousand words. Yeah, so it My. took me you know a few weeks to go through the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Did I mention we mentioned the games we're playing as one of the podcast topics? So last last month I I was playing Agatha Christie, um, Death on the Nile, and I just finished it. Like right now, it, it just took forever because it was this really slow hidden objects game. But um, it was done originally in Russian. And I can tell because it was hidden objects. I don't like hidden objects, so what I did was I...
0: Uh, it seems like you play a lot of hidden object games.
1: There are good hidden objects games. This is a hidden objects game from like five years, five, six or so years ago. You know, back when the mm. genre was getting started and they didn't have like any standardized rules. And so what this is, is you get five hints per level. And, you know, the level, you start off just having to find 20 items and then 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and you still only get five hints. And uh, there's a timer, too. So if you don't solve the challenge within 30 minutes, guess what? You have to do the entire thing over from the beginning again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got a conglomeration of unfriendly rules. And... It wasn't exactly translated the best. I don't know if it's because I'm playing the European version or the, uh, the American version. It, I mean, it could be that they're just using European names for uh, the various things. But in order to get around it, um, basically what I did was I took a screenshot of uh, the Hidden Objects challenge. And then I went into the actual game folder. And you know they've got a separate folder which has a picture of every single hidden object that could be found in that scene. And half of them were written in Russian, and so that's how—that's <laughs> how I knew this game was originally designed in Russian.
0: Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's interesting that you mention that, because um, that's that's that sort of relates to how I've been how I get this contract work. I mean, I do a lot of uh, freelance proofreading for games like this, and um, the way I've I've gotten some of these gigs is that it's literally just. I'll play like this I'll play an adventure game, and I'll notice that the the final version on Steam has an awful lot of typos and grammar mistakes and doesn't really feel like it was like originally written in English or you know proofread by someone who speaks English natively. So uh, I'll you know I'll get in touch with them. I'll send them my resume. I'll say I've been a you know a professional copy editor for ten years, doing freelance work for five years, editor in chief of game Cola for eleven years. Here's all my experience. Here's my resume. Here's what I could do for you. And uh, some sometimes it's certainly not every time, but some, sometimes I, I get a gig out of it. Oh
1: man, you should've done the uh, Agatha Christie game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll get in touch with them next.
1: Well, uh, no, don't worry. That company I'm sure is out of business. So, uh, do we have any other games we're talking about? That oh. was literally. It took me like a month to get through that one game because it was just so un unfun to play. I guess. And also uh, badly organized in that it's supposed to be we have the investigation and then you question the suspects. And it's sort of badly organized that I can question the suspects about clues that I haven't found an investigation yet. And so... That was just another problem with the game. It's like, what are they even talking about? Why does Poirot, why is he going on and on about being drugged? And, and then I learned, oh, by the way, somebody put drug in his wine. <laughs> knocked him out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Should have told us that before he could yell at people about it.
0: <laughs> oh, poor little hidden object game.
1: It's okay. There were three more in the series. Or the oh, there hit- were? Okay. There were three more in the hidden object series. Hopefully they got better. 2007 so i was 10 years ago
0: oh my god 2007 was 10 years ago yeah (laughs) that's really upsetting (laughs) (laughs) i wish you hadn't brought that up
1: (laughs) nowadays in hidden objects challenges there's generally you know like a working hint button so if you get just Mm -hmm. completely stuck you can just spam the hint button you know you don't have to remain completely stuck forever
0: uh, oh here's here's an exciting thing. I did my taxes this weekend, oh boy and i and I did what uh, you were talking about before. I got the estimated payments thing all set up oh that's uh, good
1: that's good yeah
0: yeah that was that was that was fun and it'll certainly be a lot better this time next year when i don't owe a ton of money to the, to the federal government because i will have I will have paid it already yeah I, so I, I used um and i, I don't know if, if this is gauche to to talk about in front of someone who knows you know who's who's Kind of in depth on tax stuff, but I used uh, Tax Act, I used, you know, computer software website thing to to figure all this stuff out for me.
1: Oh yeah, um, no, no, that's no problem at all. Basically, the way <laughs> you figure out estimated taxes is you—it's <laughs> called estimated, as in you just yes. guess <laughs> how much you owe in tax, how much you're going to owe in taxes. Then you divide that by four, and that's yep. your quarterly payment that you make every three months. It's really not anything
0: super fancy. Yeah, no, it was it was super straightforward, and like. I mean, they, the way they laid it out was, this is how much you paid in taxes for your small business this year. Do you think this is what you're going to pay next year? I'm like, yeah, it's probably close, close enough. It's better than zero, which is what I was doing before. So yeah,
1: the, I mean, there there are two different ways to do it, and that, yeah. that's one of them. The other is to basically fill out a tax form for uh, next year and then use that as a guessing point. Say we know. Wow! All of a sudden, our big products coming coming out this next year. We're going to make three thousand dollars off of pizza delivery, boy.
0: Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. I, I mean the the type of industry uh, that that we work in. I mean. Who knows how much money we will make this year. Maybe Pizza Boy will take off and be our number one bestseller of all time. Maybe it'll sell 12 copies, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, and so that's what I did with actually with Cap President. And I'm like,
0: yeah. hmm,
1: I think it made more money than I was expecting. I'm just going to make an estimated tax payment just to be safe.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so um, I-, I just made one in January.
0: Cool. is there a penalty if you pay too much in estimated taxes there's there's nope. clearly one if you don't pay enough but... yeah
1: nope there is no yeah, there's no think penalty so. for overpayment <laughs> of tax they're
0: totally cool with that
1: <laughs> they're totally they're totally <laughs> fine with that let me oh. see Ooh, do, 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 do. A corporation that has overpaid its estimated tax may apply for a quick refund if the overpayment is oh. at least 10% of its expected tax income income tax liability and at least $500. You have to file Form 4466, Corporate Application for Quick Refund of Overpayment of Estimated Tax, after the end of the year and before the corporation files its income tax return.
0: I would be very surprised if I overestimated in, in excess of $500. Yeah. So taxes, everyone. I know everyone's really excited to hear about taxes, uh, but you know what else is what else is new? So you, you haven't really been uh, able to do a lot video games wise this month. So
1: yeah, no, the only uh, video game stuff really this month um, is uh, I, I got a message. Let, here, let me pull this up. Um, I got a message from uh, my wife's bridesmaid who uh, you met at, at the wedding. So I sent her a message on uh May 4th 2016 about doing the artwork for a uh, trapped in a soap opera. So um you know I wanted her to do the artwork for it cuz um I I think at the actual wedding we 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 mentioned like getting her to do artwork for something cuz that's what she actually does and so Sure. Um she just responded to me this past month. <laughs> So that was over a year or so. Um, she gave me a, a good contact number, but she's still interested. I, I need to send a message back to her. I, I was waiting to talk to you first. It's like, how should I go about this? I'm like, well, we've already got all the artwork done for the game now.
0: Yeah, we don't have, we don't have anything we're like at the art stage for anymore. So I was wondering, uh. it's like,
1: oh, is there any, any Game or something we could rush through production? or is, oh, I don't I'm, have any scripts written. I'm extremely
0: written. reluctant to start another. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I don't think we have any
1: uh. anything that's um, even close to like getting
0: that. No, I mean every everything that everything else is just at like the idea stage right now, basically. Or, or I guess, yeah, or or is like the lawyer FMV game, and all of the art is full motion video, so <laughs> that doesn't help us.
1: Yeah, because I was just wondering, it's like, oh, I should probably
0: respond, but yeah, the timing isn't working out for us.
1: Yeah, this is bad timing. So
0: yeah. I mean, I I don't think we want to, like, redo the art in one of the shorter games.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that would take forever. So I think might be a topic for, uh, I guess, another podcast would be, is like, oh, what what do we want to do in the future? I guess we've already got our list of things we want to do in the near future, which is um, the uh, feature delivery, Boy, You Save the World, um, I wrote all that cap President DLC, and a, right, the Lawyer yeah. FMV game. Have we talked about that on the podcast yet?
0: Uh, I don't know that we have, actually. <laughs> We don't have a name for it yet, do we?
1: I thought it was internet court
0: okay um do you do you want to explain it?
1: Hey, everybody. we're making a game called internet Court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the idea is it's a it's a game uh set in the near future in a time where uh, legal matters are resolved not in a physical courtroom but in a virtual space, basically on on Skype, you know. With everyone talking into their webcams, basically, or their, their phones or their tablets or whatever.
1: Yeah, and basically, uh, I thought the reasoning behind that was, um, you know, we want to do an FMV game, you know, get video footage of everybody. Uh, but it's kind of hard to do that unless everybody's all together at the exact same place at the exact same time.
0: Which is, is never, ever going to happen.
1: It's it's yeah. basically not, no.
0: And this is kind of the perfect like setup for something like that. Everyone can just record themselves separately and we can edit it all together into one big video game.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, uh, y- you know, you'd originally gone over this idea with Diana Gray or something like that. Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah.
1: You'd gone to go over with me and we had random ideas for the game too. And um, nothing clicked until, uh, you know, you mentioned that you and Diana came up with the idea of internet court and and then that was it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great! Because we were thinking a murder mystery with in like a
0: yard sailing. <laughs> still, i still, I've still have that yard sale idea pocketed. We're gonna have, we're gonna make a game about yard sales at some point. It's gonna happen. Francie drew and the missing twenty-five cents. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, no. I'd, I was trying to think of a good lawyer game, and um, you know, I wrote like a good intro, but then I couldn't think of any crimes. <laughs> Or anything which I hadn't seen before, like you know, Phoenix Wright is always doing murder. Everybody's always doing murder in these big games, yeah. and you know, I the only the only one I could think of which wasn't murder was, um, basically, this really awful Nancy Drew book, Nancy Drew and the Email Mystery, which is an awful book. Don't read it um, unless <laughs> you like really awful books. Oh, it it was written in like the is written, like, late 80s, early 90s by somebody who has clearly never used a computer before.
0: Oh, I love that, though. That's like that boxcar children book I read. <laughs> There's secret clues hidden in old adventure games. Oh, so good.
1: Okay. I, I mean, the mystery is that somebody, like, stole stole the uh, legal files and and was emailing them off to, a, uh, you know, another legal firm in town, you know, passing off evidence and that sort of thing. And Nancy solves the mystery... By looking at the email address Of course It, it takes her a uh, hundred pages to realize Wait a minute There's this box that says to and from <laughs> Whoa The culprit left their name in the from box wow. That person's the culprit Yeah, oh, yeah man, so, so that was <laughs> Yeah uh oh, no, it it definitely came across as like, you know, uh, some out of touch uh person. You know, producers like, "Hey, kids love email nowadays. Let's make a <laughs> mystery about email." You're writing it and the person's like, "Oh, okay." Oh. And that problem permeates to this day. Uh with the current Nancy Drew series, uh book number 1, I think came out 2013. Uh, or no, it's book number 2 in that series. Nancy doesn't know what Google is. Oh, she's shocked to learn that somebody could google her and I'm like this Nancy was born in the 90s. She knows what Google
0: is. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so Internet Court like you 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 have the whole like script like it's a really long script, isn't it? It's pretty big. It's pretty beefy.
1: It was uh I had it open here just a minute. Uh I think what we wanted to do was um there were a couple of different ideas I had and and you had I think Every, every, what was it? Every case was, it about 15 pages. 10 to 15 pages was each case. That was the mm-hmm. idea. And then the third case, or the fourth case, would be a double-length case. Right. And some of the, the ideas I wanted was, um, I wanted more focus on the prosecutor, I guess. I, I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. want it to be a, a, a Phoenix Wright rip-off. Um, so I wanted the prosecutor to kind of be the main character.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I really like what you did where um, the playable character, or the the main character of each case. I mean, it kind of changes from case to case. Like, sometimes you're playing as the prosecutor, or the DA, or uh, one of them is the judge.
1: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's the prosecutor, then the judge, and then the defense attorney. And then, and then with the final case, each of them get, like, a 10-minute segment. It just yeah. worked out really easy. And it's like, whoa, that makes it a double-length case.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that was a really good idea. I mean, that's one of the things we're going to run into in making this game is you know, making it different enough from the Phoenix Wright series. Uh, kind of like how Cat President had to be pretty different from Hatoful Boyfriend to not be seen as a ripoff just based on the art style alone. This one has to be seen as not a ripoff of Phoenix Wright, uh, despite having, you know, similar theme, similar overarching themes and similar uh, kind of gameplay. And I think that that step uh, is a pretty big one. And obviously the full motion video will hopefully, <laughs> hopefully make it look pretty different.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Those super realistic graphics, it feels. Oh, oh! Did we ever talk about Phoenix Wright Case Number? Uh, Case Number Four.
0: Did we? Oh. I don't remember. Wait, which game? <laughs> which uh, Phoenix Wright game? Game number the six,
1: one? the most recent. Yeah, the new yeah. one. The uh, the untranslatable case.
0: Uh, I don't even remember what was what was the issue with it.
1: Um. Uh, uh, noodles. Noodles. There are noodles. <laughs> It was the noodle store. Oh and,
0: gosh, yeah.
1: And and um, solving <laughs> right. the case required a knowledge of all the various different
0: types of Japanese noodles. Yes, no, please, uh, if you if you haven't played this yet, please pause or skip forward because I'm really excited about this case and I want to talk about how weird it was. And so my, And,
1: and uh, one of the jokes I uh, was all about sake because everybody knows what sake is, right? Of course. <laughs> You know, so it it just had a lot of stuff like that, like, what was it, udon noodles versus the other type
0: of noodles? That was the big revelation toward the end of the case. It wasn't soba noodles, it was udon noodles! It just blew everyone's mind, blew the case wide open. It's it's so weird. Ridiculous. (laughs) Oh I, I got I got a big laugh out of that. I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to, but I I mean obviously it's you know, six months later I'm still kinda of cracking up over it.
1: So it was it was it was great
0: though. I mean obviously they should have uh localized it to all be about burgers.
1: So that's what I did in my walkthrough. Um, when it <laughs> what, eventually what you- comes up. Um no, I just replaced all uh, the various types of noodles with different types of burger burgers. Instead of oh. soba, I called it sliders. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and, oh man, have, have you uh, have you posted this walkthrough yet? This no, I, I haven't oh. even
1: posted case number three yet. Oh. So it's, it's going to be a while.
0: But <laughs> oh yeah.
1: It 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 was kind of hard. I I could tell why you know they would have had problems um, localizing yeah. it,
0: but. <laughs> Well, it seems like somewhere, like, after the original trilogy, it seems like they kind of shifted away from trying to pretend that the game is set in America and trying to pretend that it's set in California and everyone here eats burgers and that's not wine, that's grape juice. And I think they really let it be a lot more, uh, you know, true to the original details. You know, they tried less to Americanize it, I guess.
1: I know, but then you end up with things like uh, like that case where <laughs> you're supposed to know... Uh... What was it Because that guy was like a theater performer, and it's a very specific type That's of right. theater, which is only in Japan, and he's doing a specific Japanese comedy stand-up routine. Yeah.
0: I mean, to <laughs> localize it, they would have had to rewrite the entire thing from scratch, though. I mean, they would have had to, I guess, make him some sort of just stand-up comic, I guess, and re- redone all of the art in that case. <laughs> you know, redrawn all the noodles so they were burgers or whatever instead, like... I mean, I can can certainly see why they wouldn't have wanted to do that effort. And, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like fans are kind of resentful of stuff like that when when localization goes too far and changes too much. So I can kind of see why they wouldn't want to do that.
1: I don't know. I mean, I didn't have any problem with the localization with the first three games. That that was really good. (laughs) But, um, you know, that was sort of something I wanted to do with uh, Cap President. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but some of the stuff in Cap President... um, You know, I played too many of the Japanese dating sims where um, they don't even try to localize it, and it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to get that feel with Cat President, and so I kind of, like, make references to, like, American things, which probably will not be easily translated.
0: (laughs) Oh, too bad. Well, we haven't tried to translate it yet, so we may never know.
1: But yeah, besides cat puns they like go into American law, isn't there like one point where somebody starts quoting like the requirements to become yeah. a president, which is you have to be over 40, you have to be um, born in this country? Yeah, that well, actually came Well, I mean, it's,
0: it's interesting because I mean, I've seen uh, comments on, on Let's Plays where people are talking about how they actually learned stuff about the government by playing this game. <laughs> and I think they're being sincere. I don't think they're making jokes about, you know, they learned that the president has to be a cat. Like, I think they genuinely learned, you know, like, like you were saying about the requirements to be a president and how our the American voting system works, stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of, <laughs> it reminds me of how um, you've you told the story, not on this podcast, but in your blog about how you have a YouTube video of a, of a Garfield game. That's yes. like that has somehow ended up on on some teacher's syllabus in some elementary school. <laughs> that like they require the students to watch that. I'm I'm just waiting for that to happen with Cat President. Just waiting for that day. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean I I, that was part of the fun of doing Cat President was um actually learning some of that stuff. Cause um, you know, the difference between a caucus and uh whatever the other one is is <laughs> <it's> not always <laughs> I don't know. It it's it, it I don't think we really went into that much um detail about that especially because we made up our own rules.
0: That's true. Well, yeah, cuz a lot of it is like this is what it used to be under under the human system.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's
0: how it's presented a lot of the times. But
1: <laughs> Let's see. Professor Garfield factor opinion 54,000 views. <laughs>
0: ridiculous so like that's got to be like a decent money maker for you i assume you. yeah, nine, it. yeah.
1: 920 views in the past month <laughs> it just keeps that's regularly incredible. it only made a uh, one dollar and 11 cents so it's not like a huge Aww. money maker but it's still very good when it comes to wow it's consistently people are still consistently watching it
0: <laughs> oh well if you ever want to feel good about your youtube views though the few times i've tried to post videos for my old yard sale blog it would be like four views <laughs>
1: four views and then you know half a year later it's like four views yeah
0: i was gonna say it's still four views yeah yeah
1: i I mean i did all the others in the garfield uh, the professor garfield series and these are not i mean they didn't catch on i guess it's only that one which had the magic i don't know why
0: incredible that should be our uh, target audience is is syllabi We need to find a way to get our game onto someone's syllabus.
1: (laughs) Educational games, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I feel like they don't really make a lot of those anymore. Or at least, you know, you don't see, like, Mario teaches typing anymore. Stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that is. Um, Mm.
0: uh, Or they're like, there hasn't been a Carmen Sandiego game since some random one on PlayStation 2 that nobody played. Oh, yeah, that game.
1: Yeah, no, there was the 2001 game... I remember, because it had had the Twin Towers in it, and that was the year of, you know, September 11th, and so it was just bad timing on their part. But yeah, then they had the PlayStation game, which came out, like, two or three years later, and nobody played it.
0: It was, like, a third-person, like, kind of action game. Yeah, right? sneak-around
1: yeah. game, and it had, yeah. like, two of the main characters from the, uh... But the game that came out in 2001 was great, and I'm surprised it didn't get an actual sequel.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I used to love those games. But.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think, um, I know the game, the one game they have the kids, they have a bunch of coding games, and then those are all just, um, I don't want to say marketing, but they're all marketing, because there's an Angry Birds coding game, and there's a Frozen coding game, and I'm sure there's a Transformers <laughs> coding game.
0: Uh, I and mean, it, if, I guess if it actually teaches kids, you know? I mean, coding is, is a useful skill.
1: I mean, it doesn't teach them how to code, but it yeah. teaches them how to think like a coder, okay. if that makes sense. So, I mean, instead of actually typing out the commands, basically what you do is, you you know, they have this box which executes this command. So, like, this one box is, oh, that's been around in a circle, and this one box is character turns right, and this one box is character takes three steps forward. And you basically line up the series of boxes and press go, and then the character follows all those instructions. And so it's, it's kind of like coding, but Kind of odd. I don't know if, if if like you said, if that's what it takes to uh, get kids get thinking of coding. It's like that's fine.
0: Yeah, actually, now that we're talking, I just remembered that I I actually played uh, an educational visual novel on Steam uh, a year or so ago uh, called Go Go Nippon: My First Trip to Japan. And it's I mean it's this weird like it's about a uh, guy who's going to Japan and he ends up living with these two cute anime girls and all this you know kind of weird. Stuff like that, but it's like the main crux of the game is about you like visiting Japanese tourist locations, neighborhoods temples and and learning like the history about them and like learning Japanese phrases and about the culture and stuff like it's it's actually supposed to prepare you for a real trip to Japan. I thought that was kind of interesting
1: oh, no, we should make something like that because yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know oh what would it, what would it
1: be about <laughs> How to prepare to Portland. <laughs> Oh. Grow a beard, here's some flannel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wait, I thought you were suggesting a game on about how to grow a beard.
1: <laughs> that would be great. Right.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah, no, I can't. I can't grow a beard right, so... <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, you know, I'm just growing a general beard at this moment, because I-, I had to uh, basically buzz my hair for uh, the pizza delivery boy who saved the world, and I thought, hey... What if I grow a beard at the same point where my hair is buzzed? I could determine whether beer hair, beard hair
0: grows faster than normal <laughs> hair. So it's a science experiment.
1: That's basically it. No, oh, you know, that's so I know good. It's, but some parts of my mustache are, 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 are thicker than other parts of my mustache. Mm. I don't understand why.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, Michael. Michael had to had to buzz his hair real, real short from to portray one of the characters in Pizza Delivery Boy. You saved the world. <laughs> yeah, you know the the lengths we go to for our art, right? Uh, it yeah. looks really good in the game, though. So,
1: oh, I'm sure that you know when when I get a, a version of the game to actually look at, all I'll, all my notes are going to be, this is awful. I I look <laughs> bad. No, take that away. No. <laughs> too late. It's too late. We can't redo it now. I'm, no, no, no. Switch. <laughs> Where, where's the normal? Yeah, I think no, but uh, I'm just saying I'm probably gonna get mad. It's like no, no, no. I know there's another picture because I've got all the pictures on my desktop. I'm like use picture number zero 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 one where I. What are you doing? That was a picture of me with my eyes accidentally closed in between pictures. <laughs> well, Why you did you say that about that?
0: like the main picture, the first picture I used for you, where you're like standing and smiling and waving at the that camera? That was an <laughs> in between photo. <laughs> works so well though we can't get rid of it now (laughs) like it literally like it, it, it matches with the line like hi i'm doug rivers and he's you know waving and smiling oh it looks perfect
1: yeah, but I yeah. So there are two pictures yeah, of me oh. waving. There is one normal, and then there is one that my wife took when I was moving my hand down and oh. transitioning <laughs> to the next pose. And Paul Paul wanted to transition <laughs> one because his eyes are closed and it looks funny.
0: Uh, well, I will. You will. You will certainly be able to to ask me to fix, change, whatever, and I, I will do it. It won't be that big of an issue. So we'll we'll take care of it. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I yeah. guess we're about halfway through this podcast. Let's go with the uh, reader mail.
0: Yeah, we actually have three different questions to go over this month. So that, that's pretty exciting. Um, so let's just dive right into it. This one uh, was sent in uh, on Twitter uh, by Elizabeth Pfeffer, uh, a name you've probably heard on the podcast several times by now. Uh, and she asked us, what inspired you and Michael to make games? And what do you want to see less of in games? I and this has been my answer to questions like this for like a decade now. Um, we have to we have to stop having games where you can't save anywhere. We have to. We it's twenty seventeen. Let me save anywhere and turn my Nintendo off and go to sleep, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to let me turn this game off.
1: What games are you playing that don't have that feature? <gasps> oh, you're, you're not playing be- mobile oh, games, you know um, I guess.
0: It was. Uh... Uh, the new uh, King's Quest game just came out at the end of last year. You can't save anywhere. You have to wait till, uh, till a checkpoint. You know, to your you solve a puzzle or something. And sometimes I'm too tired to solve a puzzle and I just want to go to bed.
1: <laughs> Maybe they did that on purpose because for the nostalgia value, but...
0: Uh, no! I'm pretty sure in the old King's Quest games you could save anywhere. <laughs> that actually is right. I, yeah, that... I mean, the old, old Sierra, old all those old games. All the point-and-click adventure games. No and this one, I mean it's like oh, the new the the Walking Dead games too by Telltale, it's the same thing. It's you have to get to a certain scene and then you know, you see a little icon on the bottom of the screen. It's saving now and once it's done you're you're safe to turn off your system, but not before then or you'll lose progress and I I'm not I'm not a fan if I haven't made that clear.
1: So that's why that's why I love the uh, the casual, I guess, games is because they will yeah. automatically save your progress.
0: Yeah. I mean the only the only genres I don't really care about like like sports games, you know, it's fine. Like I'm not going to or or Rocket League, which is the game I've been playing for like a year and a half now. Like, yeah, sure, I'm not going to ask you to let me save like in the middle of a match, a middle of a 5-minute match. Fine, that's ridiculous. But like these big single player story driven games, yeah, just let me stop playing.
1: <laughs> Interesting because I've actually seen um how they program the save files. I don't know if it's changed, but, uh, you know, with these casual games, basically the save file is, um, gosh, it it saves, like, three things. It saves, okay, here's everything in your inventory, here's what screen you're looking at right now, and if you're on a hidden objects challenge, it, it just has, like, okay, you found items one through nine, and that's it.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So, I mean... Literally, if, if you wanted to, you could like manipulate the save file and say, "Okay, I'm on scene number twelve now."
0: <laughs> I found everything. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so as uh, working with uh, Renpy and Adventure Game Studio as uh, as our primary uh, game development engines, uh, that's that's one of the that's one of the lucky things that we don't usually have to worry about in programming it. Like the game, the engine already knows how to save stuff, which is which is very handy. Like I mean. I guess it's probably fairly complicated, but it's an important feature. I think.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to actually be able to look at the save files because these games are like <laughs> auto saved. Uh, like I said, yeah. they're they're automatically auto saved, so um, you know you can quit whenever you want, and the game knows exactly where you are.
0: I mean, I guess I mean that's that's one of the reasons why developers sometimes don't use it, right? Is they don't want people to uh, abuse the feature by like they get to a boss and they you know just save before every before the boss is about to attack them every single time and and you know just kind of power through the boss battle that way stuff like that like uh and that's fine like if you can turn the game off and it saves where you are automatically like that'll that works for me too i don't care like
1: what it'd be is uh i mean in that situation it's like okay well i would have it so the game auto saves and uh you know, you autosave at the start of the boss battle rather than uh rather than whatever turn you are in the boss battle. That that's fine too. I know some games do it that way.
0: Yeah, like I mean I guess it depends if it's like one of these like long Final Fantasy style battles though, like I mean they have battles that can go on for, you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes, like an hour. And it would be it would be great to be able to save, I guess, in between them. But again, people would complain because maybe it takes away from the challenge if you don't have to go I don't know it's stupid I hate the it. the alternative me it anyway. I've
1: seen that with uh fire emblem is uh it's a quick save feature yeah. yeah you know you'd like quick save in between the battle and you can only load that once uh, I mean you can like fine. load it multiple times it's like that gets around it it's
0: like great that works for me too just whatever lets me turn the game off um but I guess I've probably complained about this long enough is there anything uh, you would like to see less less of in games
1: oh I don't know. I haven't played any games besides that awful <laughs> hidden Objects challenge, and I'd like to see less of that game in particular.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I guess you kind of covered this earlier in the in the episode when you were talking about the things you didn't like about that and about older hidden object games in general.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that was definitely the style back back ten years ago when the yeah. genre was getting really started. Was uh, having timed uh, timed hidden objects challenges is just that's that's awful, but you know. The, The world has moved away from that and everybody's happy do they really have time challenges very often in video games now Uh,
0: i don't know i'm i guess i guess i haven't i don't recall off the top of my head seeing one recently Mm -hmm. uh yeah
1: yeah i play a lot of the uh the the mobile games and those have time challenges in the sense that oh okay uh, you know i paid Two hundred coins to uh, build the house, and I have to wait fifty minutes for the house to uh, (laughs) be built. Or I could pay real money,
0: Uh. and yeah, (laughs) I would like I would like to see less microtransactions in mobile games.
1: (laughs) That's that that's fair, and uh, that's one of the random things I think we make fun of in uh, the the pizza delivery boy.
0: That's right. Yes. Oh, I had so much
1: fun writing that. It's like yeah. I kind of want to expand that into its own game. But it'd be... <laughs> uh, all
0: right, let's uh, let's move on to the next question. Um, this one comes from Victoria Budke, uh who, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing. I never know if I'm pronouncing anyone's names right. Uh, just as a blanket statement, uh, but she actually uh, portrays a character in the new uh, the Pizza Delivery Boy Who Saved the World game. She wants to know what's the most frustrating thing you face in the final stages of a game development.
1: Um, I think right now our our frustrating thing is going on the getting the game actually through a Steam Greenlight which we haven't mentioned yet so far I don't in this episode. Talk about, I don't
0: want to talk about it. It's it's bad. It's going bad.
1: So let's not talk about that. That's Ugh. the frustrating everyone, thing that's going on right <laughs> for now. For the
0: love of all that is good in the world, everyone please vote for our games on Steam Greenlight. <laughs> um But no, I was I was gonna say um like, these, like, weird, like, unexpected issues that crop up, like, right, like, and take forever for me to deal with, like, uh, with the beard in the mirror, for example, like, I was still somehow finding bugs in the code, like, a month before the game was supposed to come out. I've been working on this game for, like, 11 years at that point, and I was finding bugs in, like, the first, like, three or four scenes.
1: That's right. I remember (sighs) seeing somebody complaining about this on, on, on Twitter, too. It's like, it's like... You know, the game will go through testing, and none of the testers find a bug, but you can guarantee that one of the people who got, you know, a free review copy yeah. <laughs> finds the bug on their
0: first no, try. I no, mean, that, that wasn't even that. This, this, was, this was me playing it after the testers, after I've been testing it myself for literally a decade, and still finding, like, oh, when he examines this object in that room, but he says something he's not supposed to say, and... Ugh. I, I mean, it got so frustrating. Like I, I, I cleaned up everything I could find. I played it again, found a million more things to clean up, and it really just got to the point where it was like a week before the game was about to release, and I had to just say, "I can't, I can't test it anymore. I can't. I'm done. It's done. It's done. I'm, it's, I'm sending it out. If <laughs> hopefully, let's players will will mention it in their video if they find something, and then I'll know and fix it. But I'm I'm done. <laughs> But uh, so far, um, ha- no one's no one's complained anything. Oh, so, knock on wood.
1: That's good. So both of the people who bought the game haven't. Complained. Oh, oh.
0: oh. <laughs> it was more than two. It was five, something like that. <laughs> uh, but then, of course, there was also uh, the photo licensing issues I ran into with Cat President. Like you know, that was a awful. Month, yeah, two months before the game was finished, where I realized I had to. Replace half the pictures in the game because I misunderstood the Creative Commons license that was that was also fun, and there's still pictures in the game that Michael hasn't seen yet, <laughs> probably yeah,
1: because of that, yeah, I love how we had to change Thunderpaw's hair and his hair is the <laughs> right. old hair in the uh I had to
0: change his hair because I I couldn't secure the rights to his original hair, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But d- did we get his hair updated in the trailer?
0: No, I don't think we ever did. I think his trailer still has the trailer still has the old hair.
1: That's <laughs> awesome! Hopefully,
0: hopefully, knowing uh, we don't get in trouble for that.
1: But that's fine. Like somebody can make derivative work based on that trailer now. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So I mean, this this isn't the case for some of the photos, but a lot of them, it was usually like an upgrade. The newer image, I was generally happier with. Like, I, I I thought the new hairstyle looked pretty cool. Some of the new backgrounds looked pretty cool. So, uh, at the very least, I was trying to, you know, make it a positive and, and introduce, you know, better quality pictures, more appropriate pictures, you know, more original even if I could, if I, you know, figured out how to take a picture of the scene in the real, you know, actually in myself or you when I had you running around the airport trying to find pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it all it all works out. But, yeah, it's like... That that that's certainly what's very frustrating for me toward the end of a game's development is, is <laughs> the unexpected issues that take all of, all of the time to fix. <sighs> <sighs> I'm all I'm all fired up now, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. What's our third question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, one more. Uh, and this one's also from uh, Elizabeth Pfeffer, and she asks, "What movie would you like to see as a game?" Oh,
1: um. Don't they make games based off movies now?
0: <laughs> I actually, I was thinking about this. I, I, I feel like they don't nearly as much. Like they're, they're like the Avengers movies, for example. Somehow, like I don't think there were just like straight up the Avengers, the movie, the game. Like there was like Lego Marvel games, but those weren't even. They didn't really even have anything to do with the films, for example.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I saw um, just the other day in the library a Lego Batman movie, which is based off like the video game trilogy. Yeah, I was just surprised that the video game series was so popular; it, it got its own <laughs> got its own movie.
0: Yeah, so I actually, I actually do kind of think that I, I've, you know, back in like the Super Nintendo era, like every big blockbuster got a weird crummy side scroller, and I don't, I feel like they don't do that as much anymore. Like, the really big ones will get a Lego game, like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Batman, Marvel, all of those, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, they try to keep the movie script, like, a secret, right? They don't want people mm-hmm. knowing what the, what's going to be in the movie ahead of time. Yeah. They have to tell the people who are making the game, and so yeah. it, I, I remember, I think there's at least one one time where it's like, oh, there's a scene in the game which was not in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's the uh, the page master too. <laughs> that w- that was weird because uh, Frankenstein basically got cut out of the entire movie. But uh,
0: that's right. I think I remember a- reading about this. Yeah, he
1: plays a plays a really big role in the game. He's the main <laughs> character in yeah. Scary Land.
0: Oh man, so. that must be a weird, challenging thing about making licensed games like in conjunction with the thing you're supposed to be basing it off of, like stuff like that, where like the the scene will get cut in the, in the editing room you know last minute and then you know you're stuck you've already you've already coded that level <laughs> like it's already done da- and it's already done it's already in the game oh Whoa. yeah
1: Whoa. <laughs> so there's another radiant radiant historia game coming out no way what wait what radiant historia perfect chronology coming out in japan it came June out forever ago didn't
0: it 2000- yes it did <laughs> like a long time ago <laughs>
1: I now I'm gonna look up where the se- where the original one. Yeah, it came out for the DS.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I remember. I remember people were talking about it and uh, comparing it to Chrono Trigger.
1: Yeah, it was okay. Okay, yeah, the original game came out February twenty second, two thousand eleven, and they're releasing the sequel oh, two thousand seventeen.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a remake. It's a remake. It, uh, 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 no? No. Wikipedia says it's a remake. It does. You're it, right. An enhanced remake. For the Nintendo 3DS called Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology.
1: Aw oh, well never mind then.
0: Sorry. Oh we got all pumped for nothing. Darn. <laughs> well that, that that's a game you'd like to see, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean I like the original, it was okay. It was weird time travel, but I liked it. What was it? It was uh your friend your friend has like a mechanical leg, and uh the lake breaks, you know, in timeline two. And so I thought the solution was we'll just go back in time earlier and uh, you know, g- you know, get the leg from there, or, or you know, go back in time and warn him, hey, don't do this dangerous situation, you'll break your leg. Sure. But the solution is to jump to uh, the other timeline, murder your friend, take the leg from his dead corpse, then go back to timeline oh, two and say, here's your leg. What? No. Here's here's a replacement link for happening? you, and he's like, "Wow, this fits just perfectly like the uh, first one."
0: Oh, actually, <laughs> you talking about time traveling games on the DS just makes me want to talk about Time Hollow for an hour. But
1: <laughs> yeah, we're Time Hollow uh, sequel yeah. enhanced remake.
0: Oh, someday. Huh. I guess on that note, we're uh, we're pretty close to the end of this podcast. Should we start wrapping up?
1: Um. Yeah, I yeah. I couldn't think of any. Oh, you, Let's yeah, actually, the Lego... I'm sorry. Did you did you have any? Uh... Let's go with the Lego Batman movie, which is like the only movie I've seen this year. So,
0: oh, you want to see Lego? Yeah, the Lego Batman movie, the game.
1: Yeah, that
0: sounds And good. I wanted
1: to cross over with Lego Batman, the Batman video game.
0: All right. <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> All right. I think uh, I think that about does it for uh, this month's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfonf, spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, you can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io, or just visit oarock.com for the complete library. Uh, I'm begging you, please vote for our games on Steam Greenlight. Uh, that would be the Francie Drew and Friends collection and the pizza delivery boy You saved the world. Really, do it. Uh, if you have a Steam account, if you don't, register a Steam account and do it. Um... Our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Uh, and if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, uh, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I've ever gotten an email from on that address yet. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> People just tweet at me instead, which also works. I get I get I get questions on Twitter instead. So.
1: Oh man, why 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 doesn't why doesn't some movie like come to us and ask us to make a game for them?
0: Oh. <laughs> ask me next month. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about uh, the time I tried to adapt uh, uh, a novel. No, not a novel. It was a, like a nonfiction uh, story into a video game, a, a book.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. We've got a topic for next month. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Email uh, it to yourself at oa yes. uh, podcast podcast at oar.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh man, that was fun. Made a prototype and everything. Anyway, <laughs> uh anything else you would uh, like to add before we sign off?
1: Nope. Uh just thanks, thanks for playing our games and yes. um you know, please vote for our games on Steam Greenlight. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not taking I'm not taking that off of my uh my twitter account until until it passes so
0: (laughs) well (laughs) our
1: steam green light disappears in a a yeah like that could be
0: that could be any literally like any i've been using the word literally too much in this podcast it could be any any minute um really it was supposed to be their yeah their target for getting rid of it was spring so uh uh-oh yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) and on that note bye everyone bye and they've actually okay wait um they've they always list me on their tax forms as filing uh single uh, as a single not as not jointly um have you fixed your w4 with them uh no I told them a bunch of times that I'm married <laughs> you have to
1: actually file the w4 that says you're single with the correct amount of withholding <laughs>